Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king, Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, my partner in crime, Joshua, Gangsta Time Go. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Gangsta Time. What up, everybody listening? <laughs> uh, what's good, Chris? Hey, buddy. What up, Brian? I know we ain't introduced it yet, but I got to say what up to everybody. Oh. Um, Bonuso. Bonuso with our uh, producer, Edgelord, Big News, Brian. Nanto you big news. Hey, oh my god, yeah, we are here with a little bit of a bonus content, bonus episode. Uh, we're trying out a new format where we're trying trying to split up the monthly sods uh, from the weekly sods, uh, mostly because like we try to fit them all into one episode and it could be a lot. So, you know, we're trying it out this way a little bit. Uh, the age old saying, Christian, quant- what? Quality over quantity. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Well, we are doing quantity. This is an extra episode of the week. Hey, but we ain't shoving it all in one fucking episode, all right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're doing both, honestly. We're retaining the quality while also giving you more. Uh, but That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. If you prefer uh, this method of doing things, let us know in the comments. Uh, but uh, without further ado, we do have a, a couple things to talk about this week. Very excited to get into. So let's get into plugs. Uh, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram and um, NY Chillin with an EN at the end, not an ING. And that's on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Brian? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. You can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok because uh, we're cool. <laughs> so follow us on those things. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a really good chapter of the week poll, uh, which I'm going to start doing it for the monthly series as well. Why not? We might as well. A monthly RGC. Like a little uh, bracket for that. <laughs> yeah, just a separate. Bra- well, I mean, we'll, we'll institute it next week, uh, next month, I guess. But um, yeah, that will be. We, uh, can't come up, we can't do it on the spot. I can't do the Twitter right now. Fuck the vote. Let's just make it. Oh, we no, can no, choose an RGC, but, you know, I'm just saying. Whatever, it's World Trigger anyway. Okay. Yeah, it's always going to be World Trigger. Anyway. Uh, always World Trigger. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, so follow us on there. Let us know what your favorite chapter is. Uh, they, the poll usually drops, like, on Sunday when the uh, weekly series come out about like maybe an hour or so after maybe a little later but uh keep tabs on it by following us uh you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about on the show we already have a question finally our first fan question that we will be answering in the next episode when we cover uh our other series uh because it is relevant to those series but uh thank you Thank you so much for reaching out. Please do it more. Uh, we, we love hearing from people. It makes our day. Uh, and you know what else would make our day? If you would uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a like. Give us a nice comment. Give us compliments. Yeah, <laughs> hey, don't talk that shit, man. I'm, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down Josh, Josh will get down with it. Mine. That's, that's, you know, Josh will get down with it. I'll get deeply depressed. So <laughs> be very kind. Uh, but anyway... 
comment like follow subscribe whatever it is we have uh, audio platforms as well if you prefer audio podcasts uh, itunes spotify pandora amazon music google podcasts wherever we uh wherever there's a podcast platform we're on it somehow so we do uh, check check us out uh and uh i guess that's it uh we should get into the show proper uh let's start the thingy world trigger the triumphant return of the greatest series in the world the champ is here uh very excited to get it say what undisputed oh undisputed don't come at us this is the best series uh but yeah, this is World Trigger. We're starting off with Chapter 218, The Away Mission Test, Part 16. Um, it starts off in the little video game that they've been playing, the battle simulation in the middle of the Away Exam uh, test. Uh, Ikoma just got shot in the back by Urushima. Uh, <laughs> I just love the little face that he makes as he's dying. His little avatar is <laughs> like, eh. Uh, and uh, Ikoma gets angry, you know, because video games are horde. So... He's just like, crap! Um, and they're just like all talking about how, like, we told you to watch out for Urushima. And wait, did Tachikawa just use Kogetsu Whirlwind? Uh, he sure did. Yeah, he did. You should know that. Um, and uh, everybody. Good move, bro. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's kind of like reacting to their win. Uh, at the same time, Everybody simultaneously gets the special assignment that was uh, revealed in the last chapter. And basically, the special assignment is posing the question of why were the matches in the rank wars uh, between three or four teams as opposed to just team versus team. Um, and they basically are asking you know, for answers on that. Uh, pretty much everybody comes to this particular conclusion where they all notice that they they didn't specify that they have to answer it as a team. So this entire chapter and into the next chapter is pretty much every team pawning off the responsibility of the question and the different ways they do it. Um, and we start with uh, Osamu's squad, uh, Suwa squad, technically. Um, and uh, Suwa is pretty decisive up top. The first thing he says is like he looks directly at uh, Osamu and like, you do it. <laughs> Mm, special assignment, just one person. Mm. That yo, Makumo. Yeah, <laughs> that's right up your alley, bro. <laughs> and you know what? Like Osama's like, thank God. <laughs> he said, thank goodness. <laughs> he said, thank you. He thanked Suwa in his mind. <laughs> he said, Suwa, thank you. Uh, yeah. I mean, it makes I'm, sense. That's what I would. And, yeah, you know, no disrespect to Makumo. I feel like yeah, he could probably handle it better, and we don't lose this much with him being out. <laughs> yeah, and he's aware of it. That's like what makes Osama great as well. He's like, thank God, because I suck at this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the they they don't bring this they don't bring it up right now specifically, but um, later on it, it's mentioned that this essentially the decision kind of boils down to. Who's your most expendable member for combat? Yeah. Because they're going to be missing out on, like, you know, whichever rounds is going on, mm. depending on how fast they finish up. Yeah, the, uh, the actual person who makes that observation is the very next squad, as we turn to Rokuro squad, who is basically, they just got the special assignment, and um, 
someone volunteers because like can that be me i mean this battle sim stuff is kind of like hard and it's a pain in the ass and everybody's like well we can't uh expend you hanazaki because you know you're like you're pretty integral like even though this is hard for you you're actually pretty useful right now um and aces and hughes is our ace so we can't really spare him uh rokuro is just kind of like thinking in his mind and he's very like you know hesitant he's kind of doubtful um and he immediately perceives this as josh mentioned that this is about who is in theory the least useful person in the battle sims um and sawamura notices this and i think that's very interesting because he's the one who takes the initiative to be like hey rokuro i'll do it uh because it doesn't really make a difference if i'm gone uh, i'm probably like not super necessary for the battle sims so i'll do it um and everybody kind of just agrees, uh, you know, at that point. And I think, uh, I, I guess I'll comment on this now. I think, like, the interesting thing about Sawamura is that he's on Sua's squad. And mm-hmm. I think he's, like, used to being led by a more decisive captain and seeing something yeah. like Rokuro kind of, like, be hesitant. He's, he's like, kind of advanced for this type of, this, uh, this kind of captain in a way. Um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I didn't. I didn't think about. I guess his upbringing, not not this character in particular, but yeah, you're right. He. I'm not gonna lie. I forgot he was. On yeah. Squad. I mean, he's the kid with the hat, right? He's got the. Um, no, Sua Squad is Sa- uh, Sasamori. I call him Sawamori. I think Sasamori is the kid who volunteers on Rokuro Squad to do this special, like the kid with the black hair. Yeah, and who? All right, whose squad was he on? Sua. Yeah, Sasamori. Yeah. No, you said the kid with the hat. Nah, wasn't doesn't he wear a hat on his squad? No, not so. Okay, no, not so I'm probably confusing him. Well, anyway, the point still stands that yeah, I, I did not think about that, and that's why he was so decisive like that because he learned that from his leader. I don't think that. I mean, I I think I make some advanced in decision making. I don't think that you know makes him a completely no, more no. mature. Definitely you know, not. I was just thinking, agent. and maybe like I'm uh, kind of out there, but I think like. There, there is like something to be said about like how Sa- Suwa made like a very decisive choice immediately, and Sa- and uh, Saso. Uh, I keep forgetting this character's name. Sasamori, I think his name is. Um, he's he's also kind of going in that line of like kind of taking, like trying to move things forward, and kind of understanding the situation. Like he sees Roku, he's seeing Rokuro struggle within himself. He he was able to kind of read his body language, you know, mm-hmm. I, and that's what I was waiting for you to to, to finish. But I will I will say that, like, I I definitely think he is very mature in multiple ways, more than just like the decision making, because he he made that quick decision, but he he was able to read, like I said, his his emotions, like his body language, and recognize that he was struggling, mm-hmm. which I guess is not something he's used to seeing. His maybe that's why he was able to recognize yeah, it so well because that- because of how decisive he is he was just like whoa captain what you, yeah you say something? <laughs> yeah i think that's what that's what i'm trying to get at is that he kind of yeah. sees a decisive cat he knows a decisive captain when he sees it right i yeah i agree I that was a really nice um um analysis of him on just two panels broski that was, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> two panels oh, uh, yeah. let's go chris yeah i mean I'll get into why I like think that like after I have a specific reason of how I was able 
it's kind of like pick that up in two panels if that is the truth i don't know that's just kind of like what i'm going on but uh we'll get into more of that later um rokuro immediately is like what a relief although i hate myself for thinking that way um and uh yeah uh then we go over to mizukami squad who's who's thinking to himself is like well i got the next match off but i mean and i could do the assignment on my own but mm, i don't think it's the right choice for me so he basically he basically puts it out to uh to the rest of his squad and asks if anybody wants to volunteer to take the special assignment um and this team is pretty like uh quick to respond they're like yeah we'll do it we'll, um and um arafune pretty much decides like takes it from there and delegates a little bit more which is what mizukami was actually kind of c- counting on is that by putting the energy out there the team will be self-sufficient enough to kind of take it upon themselves to figure it out um which I think is interesting. Yeah, they got a team full of leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're not all captains. Um, but I, I definitely remember the girl with the braid. Yeah, she's um, she's on um, what? She's on um, Azuma Squad, I think. Right? Um, no, 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 no. no. I'm wrong. She's I'm on wrong. that other squad. You're right. That captain that felt away that he was Sorry. like he was. Like, I'm, You're I'm, right. He's Kaki. She's Kaki Squad. I think so. Yeah, the I other don't remember kids, it by name, but I'm, I, yeah, yeah. I the other kids, probably. the kids on Azuma Squad, are the twins, the two, yeah. the twin. Well, they're not twins, but, but you they know. have like the opposite. Yin Yang kids, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Um, so yeah, that's what happened. No, but she's like a prodigy. She took she out. Is. <laughs> she she, she took out um Chica. Remember that? That was dope. Yeah. She was like, man, I'm gonna use a little piece of debris, but she, she wasn't ready for that for that fucking blast. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah, she and the other kid are supposedly prodigies in their own right, which is kind of right. Cool. Um, we then cut to Kitazoe squad, uh, who is uh really also pretty democratic. Uh, but he's he tries to assign somebody. He asks Some to um kind of take this up, but then he realizes like, well, then without without you, you you're an operator, so we can't really spare you at all like you're kind of out of right um minamizawa is like i'll do it <laughs> and um kikuchihara is not vibing with that <laughs> uh but not at all yeah he's <laughs> he like, was not feeling that shit yeah he is like not he, he's not feeling it at all and um that minamizawa doesn't let him get it down he's like i got this <laughs> He's very much like typical shonen protagonist type. He's like, I got it. He's Sonic, basically. And he's like, dog, pay attention to what the fuck I just said. Yeah. I just said every reason why you shouldn't do it. The hell? Yeah. Um, and after, like, you know, they kind of debated a little while, Kitazoe kind of is like, you know what? I'll do it. Someone else control my my units. And um, Some will pretty much be the leader-ish on this team. And uh, everybody agrees. Um, we then come to Murakami squad who's, uh, who's kind of like debating it as well. Um, Mur- uh, Kuma is kind of like trying to back out of it because she feels like she's not doing particularly well in the, um, in, in the battle Sims overall. But, uh, the point, the, the team points out to the contrary is like, well, she may not be like super aggressive offensively, but like, I think they think that they'd be worse off without her defensive skill in the game. So, you know, they don't really want to lose her. Um, 
Murakami is kind of thinking it over and trying to like think about the timing of things. So he realizes like, okay, so we have a break during during match eight. So we could just work together on it during our break. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what they all agree on. Um, not a democratic decision. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call this necessarily democratic. I guess like. I think the operator kind of brings it up where Murakami is like being a little too thoughtful and considerate in terms of like mm-hmm. he wants everyone to get the best out of the situation as they can. So he's he's saying like, OK, we all focus together on like the things that we're focusing on. And then when the break comes along, we'll tackle it together. So it's not so hard on one person, I guess. Well, I guess what but what I meant by Democrat, I, I guess I thought I, I meant what you was trying to say before, but um, they they came to the decision with a dis- with a discussion, mm-hmm. you know, like what with 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 a handful of people talking. I'd rather it just the captain saying you do this and that's that. Yeah. So I guess you know. Yeah. But that's, that's maybe Democratic is just a little vague for this specifically. Yeah. Um, I want to go ahead and say that. I was gonna. I don't want. I was gonna wait to the end of the chapter, but I'll just bring this up real quick. I think this is kind of what I was talking about um, when these um, assignments first began, and they, you know, they started getting into the combat phase and stuff. No, no, not even even before that, when the teams were being decided and they had to live together and we was figuring out the dynamics of it. You know, this character in particular, she's always lacked self confidence. You know, mm-hmm. and what happened here in this situation? Uh, do you remember her name? I'm sorry, Kumagai. Kumagai? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kumagai, she, like I said, she likes confidence when she does have some skills. And she's not the greatest, but she's pretty good at what she does. But if you don't think the best of yourself, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to put your best foot forward. That's just kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really nice for the other people on her team to really try to flip it and say what you perceive as a weakness is actually our strength and the numbers just don't reflect that. See, she had lower numbers than the rest of the crew, but that's because she wasn't on offense, which is where she you primarily, you know, do your scoring. Mm-hmm. So I thought, and here's the thing, her teammates saying that to her is totally different from these new people saying things to her. It's way more genuine when you, and it's kind of weird that it works that way, but it, it is more genuine when you hear it from people you're not used to hearing it from. You know, because it just feels more genuine because, you know, the people around you, they care about you. They care about your best interest. They want to see you do better, but they also don't want to hurt your feelings. So they're going to, in the back of your mind, subconsciously, you're going to think that they're not being 100% honest. So I just, I just really like that. I just wanted to bring that up and and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that dynamic take place. And that's one of the uh, core things I love about the series. The emotional dynamics. We'll get into that another time. Yeah, no, I totally agree yeah. with you on all those points. That's a that's a really good observation. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, the exact opposite of pretty much everyone on this <laughs> Almost, squad, yeah. Nino Mia pulls up and is like, "As captain, my orders are Emma. You fucking do this special assignment." <laughs> uh, no reasonings aside from, "Oh, don't you want to go on the away yeah. mission?" All right, then. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It's very forceful. <laughs> and uh, and Emma, Emma has to, I guess, comply. That's the captain. Um, but anyway, 
We, Man, uh, I thought he was going to be cool about it. When he noticed that Emo wanted to be picked, he looked at it as someone that could be manipulated because he has some information. That's yeah. fucked up. Well, he definitely perceives that Emma only wants to go on the away mission because of Chica. So, and I think he definitely knows that Emma's probably the only one who's really passionate about going on the away mission in his squad. Mm-hmm. So, I think he's like very much using that card for sure. Um, but in any case, uh, Utagawa squad are basically talking about it. Uh, Yuma volunteers um, to take. He 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 said he would like to interf- uh, to um, volunteer, but his uh, reading and writing skills aren't up to the test because he's a neighbor. Uh, so <laughs> neighbor. a neighbor. So you know they can. Uh, you know, he, he can't be blown his cover. Um, the operator tries to take it into her room and do it anyway, I guess, trying to bail out and not uh, not do this work anymore. But they're like, well, you're an operator. We need you for the game. And she's like, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, the uh, the other kid yeah. on um, Kakizaki's squad, uh, Kotaro, he, he volunteers. And Utagawa says, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you definitely got this, and especially since like he was recommended by Kakizaki that if he ever volunteered for something, that he should let him do it. Um, which is uh, which is kind of sweet because uh, Yuma also backs that up, and so does uh, Urushima. They're like Kakizaki seems to really want to encourage his squad to kind of like take things upon themselves and have more confidence to to take on certain things. Um, I think it's a very sweet dynamic they have. Um, especially since like he seems a lot older. Well, not a lot, but older than them. Like a very big brother type energy. Um, before he goes off to do the special assignment, uh, Yuma mentions that uh, just uh, to keep in mind that the rank wars are designed as practice for a mission in the neighborhood. And um, Kotaro is like, hmm. Interesting. How do you know that? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Urushima's like, hmm, that sounds really confident. You seem like you're very sure about that. Yes. <laughs> uh, and Yuma remembers that um, I, um, I forget, Rindo mentioned to him that he, that his dad is the one actually who developed the um, the rank war system um, when he was working with Border. And uh, it's a nice little callback to that. Um, it's definitely information I kind of forgot. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot that. But I it, thought you were such a beast. He was built for this shit. He was. His dad built this game. He black sugar as he was dying. He was like, yeah, Google, you go to that earth and smoke <laughs> all these niggas. You turn all these humans into packs and then you show them where to go to help us. Smoke them all. Dude, <laughs> it's so all. funny. Uh, yeah, he, he definitely did prime his kid for this. Um, but yeah, basically, like, I do remember that his dad basically designed this because, like, he has so much experience in the neighborhood. So, like, it, it was just kind of prime. Um, but yeah, we end this chapter on the outside, um, where, um, I forget the, the female operator for, uh, Taka, Tamakoma, what her name is. It's been a while. It's been two months and we have shit memory. It's too long. Um, but, yeah, they he she's talking to Jin and um she's like, "Man, Jin, you were right. They this is really testing their teamwork." And um Jin gets called away to uh to leadership to the top brass. Basically, they're calling him in. 
and um and he and Jin reveals on the way out that like he apparently can't go on the away mission himself. Uh, Oh, and I don't know. (laughs) Our memory is not great, so I don't. I think this is the time where he revealed it first ever, but that's why this is the last panel of this chapter. But um, that's surprising that they don't have Jin. I guess he's like really valuable. Um. Especially since his side effect is just like so fucking godly. Right. They're like, bro, we not losing your ass. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. matter what. Yeah. Not if, once. You know what? If the world goes to shit, I'm taking you with me and I'm figuring out everything that might happen. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? That I can help them personally. Yeah. No, I, I guess that I understand that. It's just when you have someone who can literally like not only tell the future, but multiple different branching futures. That's pretty fucking useful, and you don't want to risk losing. Right. Talk about perspective. Yeah. That's not one you want to lose. Definitely not. But um, that was uh, World Trigger Chapter 218. Uh, we're going to jump into World Trigger 219, the Away Mission Test Part 17. Um, so while the uh, re- we cut to Suba's squad, and while he- the rest of the team is pretty much engaged in the battle sims, uh, Osamu is working on... The, his response to the special assignment and basically we get a two-page explanation as to all of the factors that osamu is considering which is pretty great i loved reading it because it is very interesting um there's a lot going on i guess i'll try to summarize as best i can and josh can fill in the blanks if i forget anything uh um, i got uh, but you know he already has some bullet points down it's a he uh he said it in terms of like it's to even out the the chances of you know like teams uh making the battles more balanced so to say so like people can't uh so people can capitalize on the situation even weaker squads like lower rank squads don't just necessarily have to be slaughtered by a strong squad if there's an extra squad they have to worry about as well um there are the advantages dynamic thinking right yeah there's the uh the dynamic of having some squads having more members than others so you know squads with three uh people would be at a disadvantage to squads with four people you know so adding more squads to it would probably may muddle the uh chances of the outnumbering squad to uh to succeed um so, and that would also put more pressure on the operators because if you have like, if you need to have even numbers of uh of player of uh, fighters on each team, that's a lot to coordinate for some people, and not everybody's going to have the same standard of being able to communicate with so many people and manage so many things at the same time. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> and there's, also- I mean, it's, it's at that point. It's particular. I don't know if you want to go down point by point. For I'm trying not to, but I I kind of did. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I ain't gonna lie. I think there's a lot we can unpack with each point as far as how we interpret it and maybe relating it to other things in, in, in real life, not in border world. I yeah. mean, you know, border... Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, alright, I'm just gonna talk about that last point because um, not that I'm breaking it down, but I did have an opinion about that, right? So, you can argue and say that all that, all that pressure on the operators would do is 
produce better ones. You know, I don't, I think that's why they left a question mark at the end of it too, because it was just considering that that may be an idea. I don't know if that's something he wrote in the end. I guess we'll see in a few pages, like when they, we talk about the information. That's yeah. why I think we shouldn't look at it point by point because they're no, no, literally no, no, about no. to do that. Um, I, um, th- I, I think what I just oh, thought sorry. that was, it was, again, they're going to talk about it, but I do want to say that this is one of the best qualities about Osamu and really just about, you know, if you want to be a critical thinker in general, right? He's, he's not certain, but he's saying like, well, okay, these are the possibilities that could be linked if, conditions were different and that's for better or worse my perspective and that's why i brought up my perspective i look at that as i mean shit the more they got to worry about the the best operators i mean you know what i'm saying they're still gonna be it's not like they're gonna be they're not gonna be able to work all of a sudden they're just gonna have to get better you mm-hmm. know so that could be better i mean that, that that could be uh more of an advantage for border um but who's to say yeah just yeah. Just another example of the great writing in this series and how it, it leads to more discussion. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to gush too much right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of gushing later. Such a great series. Okay. So one so, thing I will so, say that I think he did include is that he talked about, and this is funny because it's very much in the world of sports as well as to like, well, now we have to like consider the fact that these rules prevent the uh, assembling of super teams everywhere, <laughs> uh, because er- like all of these squads will be searching for the strongest players if there isn't more of, of variable factors affecting the game. Specifically, to have multiple teams as opposed to just a one off a, a, a team versus team format. Yeah, and we kind of already saw this a while ago. Apparently, uh, I remember this little moment where uh, where. The um, Kako squad, who was an A rank squad, was trying to recruit uh, Yuma into her squad. I think it was mostly jokingly, but that was definitely like a moment um, where they were, trying, where she was just like, "You should join my squad." Uh, They're just saying that would always that would be the norm. Like yeah, people that would, would be vicious. It'd be like the fucking like sports or something. Yeah, because draft round picks. <laughs> yeah, or it'd be or it'd be real chaotic. Yeah. And it'll be and as a side note, it would also be like kind of a wall for players like Osamu, you know, who are like not strong. Right. And people like him would never be seen and not be seen as like a strategic value. Um but yeah. I mean, we could I wanna read it word for word if you don't mind. Go for it. Um and if my mic will permit it. <laughs> <laughs> also, with fewer factors affecting the state of battle. Squads would get comfortable using the same old reliable formations and tactics. We'd see very similar matches playing out over and over again. So I just want to break that down specifically real quick. Um, in certain video games, like that have like a competitive uh, uh, side to it, right? Like with, with, with a PvP player base or, or, you know, group versus group, however you want to look at it. Many games can, like, like the... The metagame refers to, like, most advanced tactics available, like meta, right? So the metagame meaning, like, oh, this is what, like, you know, you, you, you see a lot of the same stuff because, you know, you have viable strategies. And then alternate strategies branch off of trying to counter those strategies and then counter the counters, et cetera, et cetera. The meta evolves and develops, right? Things can become rigid and you say the meta becomes stale. And that's exactly what they're referencing here. That, you know, sure, 
you know, it, it would probably sharpen the fighters to be really strong and think of, uh, 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 of, of ways to just counter each other. But that, that sort of rigid thinking is not helpful in a environment where they don't understand all of the variables, mm -hmm. you know, that leads, that's fine and dandy if you're just fighting humans on earth, you know, but you're fighting aliens from another fucking universe technically, right? They're, they're, it's like multiverse situation it's not just space they're not just out there in space right they're like coming through portals and shit through mm -hmm. gates yeah this is this is multi-dimensional travel so yes yeah you don't know what to expect no definitely not freezing temperature might be different you know yeah different. you know that your magnetism isn't as strong there <laughs> oh man <laughs> low grav high grav so many grams all of the graphs medium grav knows man so yeah that i thought that was a really really good point and i think it's not something super profound i don't i think we've all kind of thought about that at least in the back of our mind mm -hmm. but they're absolutely right <laughs> that's yeah. what i wanted to say like that was very intelligent yeah definitely man um and uh to top it off uh sua squad actually got its first win without uh osamu which Ooh. I mean I don't I think like I don't even think that means that's the bad that's necessarily a bad thing. You know Oh it definitely is not, at least in my opinion. <laughs> I and I think I mean, Osamu's like I think say without I mean at first Osamu's kinda like dot 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 like oh you know damn I wasn't there for it. But then someone's like, nah man, like Osamu's strategies really help. Like as a matter of fact, he was able to help without even being in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. <laughs> And you see his little smile? No. Osamu. Yeah, that's right, you fucking nerd. Let's that's fucking go, dork. You feel good about yourself. <laughs> With your fucking Wolverine shirt. Is that a Wolverine? Not not Wolverine X-Men, but an actual... It's a bear. Oh, yeah, it's a bear with a fish in its mouth. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. I want something like that. Yeah. Yo, honestly, <laughs> some of these shirts are dope. I like Mizukami's shirt with the, with the hands that go like this. Um... You'll see it. You'll see it when you as we scroll okay. through. But um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we we could spend all day talking about World Trigger. Um, we then get over to something that will probably spark a lot more conversation: uh, the uh -huh. HQ leadership desk, and we get kind of like our first real in depth look of how they judge certain things uh, in this uh, in this uh, exam. We actually get to see a summary that they get of how each squad decided who gets to do the special assignment. Uh, and it is interesting how like all of that, like all those like little arguments and stuff are broken down into one word each. Oh, one sentence each basically. Um, mm. And it is interesting when you like put it in those harsh terms, it's really just to the point and says a lot about leadership and or the teamwork of each team. Um I guess we shouldn't go through all of them, but they do highlight that uh, certain squads like Suba Squad and Katora Squad and OG Squad kind of figured it out right away. And Katora is the only person who uh, Katora, the people on Katora Squad are the only person we haven't seen up to this point actually debate the the special assignment thing. And Katora mm -hmm. just we get that now where Katora just straight up is like, "I'll do the special assignment because it's more efficient. Uh, I feel like this takes a lot more time because." We are timed on these things, so I'll do it. Talking it out is risky. The longer we spend talking it out, although it could be seen as good and democratic, it's inefficient. So 
I, I've, I'm voluntary because I should be the one to do it. And Kodera and Miura could take control of my units. So, you know, it's fine. And um, Kodera's like, all right, cool. Um, so then we get into all the various responses of the captains uh, for the most part. Um, and the the points that were awarded to these squads by the A-rank agents who are examining them as well. Um, so, you know, everybody gave uh, Kitora at least a point or two uh, mm-hmm. for her decision. Rokudera got a lot of negative points because of his uh, lack of confidence. and Indecision. Yeah, yeah, and lack of confidence. Yeah. Somebody was like, damn, speak up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally was like zero presence. Yeah, yeah, she violated. He said, ha- "At least has to participate in the comp- in the conversation." Yo, me and Maki violated. He <laughs> <laughs> said, "Ouch, Maki, ouch." <laughs> yeah, Jin did. Someone said, "At least participate in the conversation." Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, Kagizaki also got negative one, but only because like they could have see he could have been a little bit more of a presence as a leader, I guess. Um, mm. The people who got okay marks are like Hitazo and um, and uh, Murakami, um, where like some people called him indecisive, but you know at the same time he was like, well, he believed in his teammates' intelligence, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Kitazo seemed like hesitant, so that's pretty much why. But somebody gave him a um, a point based on you know he was more thinking of how to excel in the battle sims and prioritize that above everything else. Um, mm-hmm. And then they get into the actual scoring rubric rubric of what they're looking for in terms of this exam. And um, one of the points is they have to mention the skills honed by making rank wars more complex, mention the downsides of holding rank wars matches between two squads at a time, discusses relevance of these factors to defense missions and other duties of the organization, which that's interesting. Like when you think about the rank wars in general, but um the fourth and final point is basically the relevance to the neighborhood, um, just making them like a neighborhood mission. Right. Um, Kitazo and Emma struggled kind of with a couple of points, um, but every squad seems to at least hit one or two of these points. Um, and uh, Murakami, uh, Murakami Kumagai, a bunch of people responded uh, within the first two points. Uh, Osamu is one uh, is among the teams that actually hit on the fourth one, which is the relevance to the away mission, and only two got the third one, which is Sasamori and Yuba talking about how the B rank wars are relevant to defense missions as well. They're not just about being away; it's also about protecting the world that they live in. And it's funny because, like, as much as the away missions have been such a presence. Like you kind of forget that they also their job is also to chill here and make sure neighbors don't kill people or like kidnap people, as we all know they do. Um, but yeah, only two of them got that far. Uh, Osamu and um, and Oji actually brought up management, uh, just mm-hmm. just the real like bureaucratic uh, idea of running the rank wars in the first place and talking about how they split them up because the less squads are participating within a match at a time means like a longer season makes it a little harder to organize matches. Um, And that was unexpected, (laughs) even on the HQ people's part where they were like, wow, they were even thinking about us, (laughs) you know, like putting together the rank wars in the first place. Uh, 
and the uh, chapter ends basically like, you know, the, they're pretty happy that they won. Uh, Sua Squad is. We cut back to them. And um, then a few hours later. Uh, Osamu hit on all four points. Did he? Yeah. So if you. Oh, he did. I, I was wondering if he was going to touch on that, but like. I didn't notice that. No, yeah. He just mentions that. I suppose those answers fall under the umbrella of, three, of point three. Yeah. And it did because it, it. They talked about the management of it, but if you go back to the point. Um, discusses relevance of these factors to defense missions and other duties of the organization. Mm. It is a duty of the organization Management to technology. find the most efficient and effective way to uh, raise combatants and train them and, and prepare them for situations. You know, you, if, if you have a poorly run system that's inefficient, it's you're only going to be, you know, shooting yourself in the foot, right? Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, but yeah, I think like, well, this chapter ends where like Suicide Squad a few hours later finally gets the results of the day two. Um, and that's where the chapter ends in this little cliffhanger. Um, but I guess like we'll get into what I was about to say later, but, um, uh, let's throw it to thoughts in the chapter. Josh, what do you think about these? Okay. Chapters? So I'm going to, uh, before I say what I think, I, um, I kind of, I don't have too much to say myself. I was really kind of looking forward to just seeing how you thought about things and maybe playing off of it, but I will just talk about what's on my mind right now. So um, I thought it was really critical on this last page here where they kind of reflected on like the, the battle simulations on, on how they did on that day. And if you look at the overall numbers, you got seven, seven uh, two, yeah, they're two, and, they're two, seven, and one, which... Honestly, it's not a good record at all. Definitely not in football, I'll tell you that. No. You don't want to <laughs> be the Steelers. not where you want to be at any point. Uh, <laughs> however, if you they broke it up in half, right? From the first half when they were learning and the second half where they, um, you know, where they used some of their experience and they made some adjustments, right? And in that adjustment period, they went 500 exactly. Two wins, two losses, one tie. Mm-hmm. That is a completely different record than two and seven. Yeah. It shows that they, you know, that's improvement. It's huge improvement. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure those games that they lost was probably, it probably could have went either way in the last few ones. But I'm sure the, the, we're going to see how, how, how that translates in the next uh, few chapters. Uh, you you know this squad is going to start doing better. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see how, if Makumo could get creative with his strategy, you know? I think he's very, um, I mean, obviously he's smart and um, he's tactical, but it's not like he's been afraid to try out new crazy ideas. But I think kind of like how you have mentioned about how you want to see if he if he learns that from Kagazaki, that's his name, right? No, Sua. I mean, yeah, Sua. But that he learns from Sua how to kind of think on the fly. And that's what I want to see. I want to see his creativity Instead of it being something that he he had pre-planned, that's like a wacky idea. Just if he could just do that as he goes, oh my god, that could flip battles on the head, man. Because mm-hmm. he completely relies on 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 what you know what I'm saying on, on the plans they put in place before the battle. Yeah, he has contingencies, but really those contingencies have nothing to do with his personal touch on the matter. He has to react to everything. Yeah, you know. 
and he's not always whatever. I think that's what I had to say about that. You have any thoughts, um, Brian? Do you have anything you know, you wanted to say about this? Anything in reaction to what I said? Uh, I feel like I really enjoy. Like I guess it's really weird. I feel like um, what's the name of the of the dude that's that's always doubting himself again? Roku something. Oh, Roku Dero. Oh, Roku Roku Roku. Roku. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that guy, him and Osamu had like, like kind of opposite. Uh, like their their stories. This chapter were like opposites. Like um. One is worried about being taken out of combat and them being successful, and their team is punished for that. And uh, the other one is willing to make the sacrifice to step out and, you know, do what they got to do for the team's betterment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and Sui Squad was better for it, you know? Like, he, Osamu was like, all right, yep, I see that I could be a little bit of a, of a fault here. Like I could be a little bit of a of a of um kind of like uh he could s- kind of hold them back a bit. So uh, him stepping aside and taking care of the special tasks and being grateful for being for taking that task, you know, like that goes a long way. Not just for um you know for himself, it's also good for a team. You know, having somebody who like is willing to do whatever it takes for the team. You know, like yeah. no matter what. Like, yo, you could just put me to do whatever assignment and I'll do it. No yeah. talkbacks. Yeah. No, I well, uh, I agree with that. I think um, I would say that Rokudera is like a little less even like worried about the team more of himself because the whole thing is like the way he interprets it is like who's the most useless. And that's not necessarily the question, really. You know, like it's not. You know, it's one way to interpret it, I guess. Yeah, but it's not it's not the way like you should interpret it as leader necessarily. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that, Brian. And to be fair, like I guess like Osamu doesn't necessarily volunteer because but only because Suwa was so quick to be like, Osamu, you do it. <laughs> um, I mean Yeah, I, I was actually gonna mention that that you know, actually the way I see it. Osamu kind of got saved by Sua's quick decision making and you know he would have rather did that than went on the battle where I guess with Rokudera um you know where I I feel like Brian is right like he he was scared you know he was scared at the prospect of 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 the rest of the team thinking that he may be the weakest or agreeing with him doing like if he was the volunteer for the task that everyone would agree with him kind of further cementing that he is the weakest. And like you said, Chris, that's not good leadership. Mm-hmm. Part one, because he's thinking about self. He's, he's got self first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're fucking captain. You got a, whole, got a whole bunch of people you got to manage. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You got to, you got to put them feelings aside. And, and, and so that you're not, you can't distract yourself because you got to pay attention to multiple people and how they feel. And, 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 that is your role, bro. That is what you should really be. The last thing you should concern yourself is your personal fears and inhibition. You gotta, you gotta listen to your team first. That's what makes you a captain. Otherwise, you're just an asshole. Yeah, totally agreed. Um, I, I really, I mean, you know, you know us in World Trigger. We fucking love this series so much. But I think, oh, without a doubt, this chapter in particular is like we love World Trigger for the rank wars and all that shit. But the thing about 
like Ashihara's writing is that he is such a good dialogue writer. Like yes. I World Trigger is literally one of those manga that like I eat every little word up, even though it's mostly like this fucking dialogue of explaining shit, you know. But the reason being is that like not everyone on this series has like a, a super bombastic personality uh, or very emotional like connection to, but everybody sounds real, you know. Like yeah, just um. I just want to say that that most most characters um, are are pretty chill and 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 level headed. Almost said lame, but that's not what I, I wouldn't have meant lame like corny. Yeah. I would have meant like real even killed, like not very super expressive and shit. And yeah. they still stand out because of the thought process. Yeah, it is. That's helpful for 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 a fictional fucking character and a whole bunch of them too. It's incredible. I've I can't think of another series who writes like this where I'm like these these could be real people because like everybody kind of sounds different from one another but not because of any like bombastic personality type. Um I mean some people are like super extroverts like Minamizawa, you know, guys like that, but you know, there's there's everybody sounds different and also everybody like talks like a regular person at the same time. Like we all have like this common speaking pattern and all that stuff, but these little uh, nuances in our personalities that make it different. Uh, And I think that's what comes out of everybody's perspective coming into uh, this particular special assignment. And I think like Ashihara must know so much about like just human psychology, you know, just the idea. Dude, he probably, or if he went to school, if he went to college, he definitely took a few of those courses and really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's because most of the time you, you retain information from the shit you actually cared about, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the I remember. Yeah, and everybody's reasonable. There wasn't like a big dramatic argument during this by anybody. Everybody's just no. a reasonable person because they all understand that they're they have a common goal, uh, and they're like they're all just cool, <laughs> you know. Like it's it's really cool to read. You know, when, when wow. these little subtleties. You know, um, I think you're really onto something here, man. Because, yeah, I mean, look at it like this. The, the only unrealistic part about the dialogue is the fact that everyone, for the most part, is respectful and patient. And they hear someone talk, and then they respond. Now, obviously... <laughs> that's a dynamic of a comic. It's not an actual real person conversation, but even within the constraints of, of that, right? He still fleshes it out. And, and, and it sounds real because like you said, these are people who are all on the same page with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And don't have to be childish and immature in order to have disagreements and for, for ulterior motives to come up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a very most of the people are really mature you know what i'm saying in in different ways some are really mature emotionally some are really mature uh responsibly you know what i'm saying so like yeah you have some people that lack confidence and not everyone's perfect but that's kind of the point you know they all kind of try hard at something or they're trying to try hard at something and that Again, back to back to the con- how there's still conflict and 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 contention 
with with still this respectful language and this thoughtful language. People act, people act like, oh, there's, there's going to be conflict and strife and there's going to always be wars. That's humanity. No, 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 no. People are always going to be fucking petty to each other, sure. That's human nature. <laughs> we don't need to blow each other up or kill each other or steal from each other to fucking still have conflict and then resolve it. And that's what I really, really like about this series. It doesn't seem like it's unrealistic that, you know what I'm saying, the conclusions that they come to. It sounds like, oh, if you had two people who are trying to work towards a common goal or trying to at least find that common goal so that they can work together because bloodshed is whack. Pain is, you know, pain and strife and, 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 and being in fear of your life every day is whack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they come to conclusions. They don't even always agree fully, but you, you, you hash it out and you figure out more things along the line. That's how you, that's how adults deal with conflict. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really enjoy that so much about this series. And I think that was the first time, like, you really helped me kind of articulate that. As a matter of fact, I think there's a lot more to be said about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had another thing, I guess. Um, shit, now I'm losing it. But I will mention that uh, apparently this wasn't shown, but Kagura and Inukai got into a fight. So those were the only people who had, like, oh, they didn't fight each other. But, you know, they argued we more aggressively. Our- argument because they those two generally don't like each other and um kakizaki ended up just assigning inukai um but yeah that that was something we glanced over because it was one of the squads we didn't actually see uh do their thing um right even you right. i didn't pay attention to that yeah i don't know i guess like i i'm focusing on like the subtlety in which he like talks you know like displays language like how Nobody says exactly like their raw feelings all the time, you know, but people are very perceptive and they can kind of see what people mean. Like you can always see where a character is coming from, even though yeah. they don't necessarily say what they're feeling. Yeah, it's just like he's so good at that. And it, I, like he's always been good at that. This is just a it's just part of it. And there's there's manga out there where I'm like reading it. And if there's like a wall of text, I'm a little bit like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah, even yeah. with Jujutsu Kaisen, sometimes yeah. I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do it. But most of the time with World Trigger, it's just this is the the what you want. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'll read it all. Yeah, that's how you know that World Trigger is just such a special manga where, like, when the talk no jutsu moments happen, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> you're right there. You're fucking reading every word, and it's amazing. Uh, it's always <laughs> right. Really I love it. Um, but that's that's all I got to say about World Trigger. I think that's the only thing I really like um, uh, hit upon. It's a shame that this is a monthly series at this point because I'm I, I miss it so much whenever it's gone. And I, at least we got a double chapter. Yeah, I mean we missed a month, <laughs> so he owed us. <laughs> I guess. No, I'm joking, obviously. But um, yeah, it's always good to see World Trigger. Probably top two favorite series of all time for both me and josh and i uh i mean, <laughs> I mean it's hard man you can't throw away one piece like that that's why that's the other series you. for me that's the only yeah, that's like the only other one it's all it's just weird all right yeah, anyway. you know it's one of those series that like you know because it's monthly when it goes away you kind of forget about it and then when it comes yeah. in 
when it comes in, you're like, oh, this is just the greatest series. <laughs> this is just the best. Um, but I don't know. Any uh, any final closing thoughts before we move onward, I suppose? Sasamori. Sasamori. Um, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, I know we have a lot of avid World Trigger fans, and uh, I would love to uh, hear your Yo, thoughts. where y'all at? Leave a like. Yeah. Say something cool. Who's your favorite character? You could tell me that. Yeah, let us know, World That's Trigger gang. Mine. Y'all yeah, should already know if you've been listening, though. <laughs> Mikuma? Yeah, this episode, I guess. I didn't say it on this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's on a few other ones. Yeah. But anyway, let's uh, let's proceed onward. Certified, Certified RGC. Certified well, RGC. It was. It was. Certified yeah. RGC. <laughs> well, That's right. I guess my heart accidentally hit that button. That's right. <laughs> My heart actually acted for me. Uh, but with that being said, let's uh, let's move on for real. Boruto. This is Boruto. Boruto. This is Boruto, chapter sixty-six. Do or die. Um, oh man, uh, this is actually a cool color page. I like it. All right, if I could give a title to this chapter, <laughs> and I swear this is the last, this is the, the the last bit of snark you'll get until the very end of the chapter. I mean, I love snark. snarkiness. Um, no, who am I kidding? This ain't the last you <laughs> Anyway, um, it should be called. You know how they put the letters capital lowercase capital lowercase, like to kind of make fun of something. Yeah. Foreshadowing. That's what we should call this chapter. Foreshadowing. We epic foreshadowing. <laughs> Can you give me one of those, Brian? Epic foreshadowing. Oh yeah, I was—I didn't know what I was gonna get, but that was cool. I like that. Yeah, it was good, Brian. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, guys. I mean, <laughs> it was very good. Hey, that's my brother over there. We both do good voice work. <laughs> Yo, uh, no nah, man, this this. Oh, we about to have fun with this one, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> All right. So anyway, last we left off with Boruto, they were confronting Code in the woods. Uh, as you do. <laughs> uh, and uh, Momoshiki took over Boruto's body. And Kawaki has unlocked the Ososuki karma weapon that Amato uh, has been working on with him. Uh, you know, in a last ditch effort to protect the seventh Hokage. Uh, you know, imagine that. <laughs> imagine being a child and feeling like you have to protect the seventh Hokage. Uh, so, yeah, he turns into basically an exact... A pretty close replica of Ishiki. He has the same horn that wraps around the back of his head and outward. Uh, it's actually a really cool design. I will give him credit for this. I do like this design. Uh, it's uh, pretty sick. Uh, and everybody's just looking on like, whoa, <laughs> damn. And um, Code is just like, what the hell? He has karma again? And, um, you know, they he and um, Ada... I, I think her name is. I never remember her name. Uh, Ada uh, go into like just basically a full blown conversation uh, about how this fucking guy has karma now. And uh, Shikamaru is listening like, whoa, he has an ally somewhere. He's actually talking out loud. Um, so that's cool. Um, so immediately, uh, Kawaki and Momoshiki get into it. They just start fighting. A lot of two pairs. Shikamaru was so smart. Yeah, he was like, hmm, ally. That's important. Mm, I'll log that up here in the old noggin. Um, the old Nara noggin. Uh, 
as you know, Borto, not Borto, Momoshiki, I guess, in Borto's body gets into it with uh, Kawaki Shiki. Uh, oh, man! And, uh, you know, big old uh, alien battle, basically, because these are the two <laughs> alien gods of Naruto. Going we're no out. more ninja. This is we're, we're jumping out of the ninja realm. <laughs> yeah, you're literally right. throwing giant blocks at people. I mean, you know, we haven't been in ninja land for a long time. It's not even... It was a little ninja-y before. I think we lost ninjahood when Susanu came in. <laughs> That's not I, right. I'm just saying for Baruto, I feel like they really was trying to get back to their roots. I mean, I hope that's what it was because they did. <laughs> Otherwise, the fights were really lackluster. <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that. Oh, I, I mean, you know, they were trying, but you know, not too long. There's alien gods now, so um, they get into it. Uh, Naruto's like, "What the fuck are you doing? That's my kid, dude." And he's like, "He's also a demon trying to kill you." So. If he dies, he dies, I guess. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Lord Savage. Bow, bow, bow. What do you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard world. He's gotta die. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Father. This is just. <laughs> I'll be your son. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, your son. I'm your son now. I don't really care. Who's, who's in my way? I'm going to fucking kill everybody. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, Momoshiki comes in trying to do something with the Rasengan. Uh, lots of countering, fighting. It's actually a really cool fight scene. Uh, to go blow for blow for this will be a long because it's a very long fight scene, but it is cool. I will say that. Um, they do a big uh, Rasengan and weird Otsusuki claw thing clash. Uh, they uh, it the battle continues. Very cool. Uh, he's uh, he actually Ishiki catches. Not Ishiki. Uh, Kawaki actually catches Momoshiki slipping. He stabs him with that weird node thing that he shoots out. And then he has like a giant block just landing directly on top of Momoshiki. But Naruto comes in to save his son from being murdered by his other adopted son. <laughs> his other adopted son. He's like, listen, man, I can't let you kill my literal child. You can, you like Kawaki, you're wow. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know I'm not about to let that happen. I don't care what the circumstances are. Yeah. Um and no, like, Naruto would gladly die before he lets his son die. That's how it works, man. Kawaki was wowing. Yeah. I think every parent would, <laughs> for the most part, uh you know, they would die for their kid. And um, you know, Naruto's just yelling, like, you can't do this shit. This is my kid. We gotta find another way. And that's when Boruto actually comes back to consciousness. And uh he gives him that look he gives Kawaki that look, like, All right, I know what I know what needs to be done. <laughs> uh I see it now. And um Kawaki basically uh Boruto basically gets up and he seems to be using uh, the the meds that Amato gave him to kind of uh, suppress Momoshiki to, you know, battle for control within him for a moment uh, in order to have a conscious moment to talk to Kawaki and Naruto. Uh, and in this moment, Boruto realizes that, like, well, this is harder than I thought. Uh, I don't think that this is viable anymore. Uh, I almost killed my own dad. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kawaki looks at Borto. He's like, remember what I said to you once? And um, yeah, Borto's like, yeah, I, I remember. And I've come to realize that we're going to have to go through with the last resort. This is too dangerous at this point. Uh, and Kawaki oh. agrees. 
Um, at that moment, Naruto's like, wait, what are you talking about? And then uh, Boruto uses some wind jutsu to f- uh, blast Naruto away temporarily, or at least for a little while to give Kawaki enough time to fucking do it, bro, <laughs> to take him out. Uh, and Kawaki, no hesitation, just eviscerates Boruto's innards with his weird uh, claws. Send you clan on. Yeah, his real, his I'm weird. Just, I mean, the, the Senju clan. They, he's a descendant of the the uh, the sage, right? And no. that's no, no, no. He's a guy who's like strictly. He's not a Senju clan guy. Right, Brian? I don't no, know. no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Let me, uh, let me. Senju clan is the, like the first Tokage. Okay. No, no, no. So, okay. What I'm trying to say is the Senju people, or at least the, the head guy that was super duper strong with his wood jutsus, right? He is a descendant of the sages, right? No, Just like Madara was a, a oh, maybe, kind right. of. Maybe, Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lore of Naruto came in last minute, kind of. Ah, uh, yeah, and I'm it just, is weird too. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to go along with yeah. You and look, maybe, I feel like basically the point I was trying to make is that I, I'm all of these transformations that's going on. I look at that as like the wood jutsu stuff, basically. Just maybe it looks a little different. It's not really that significant. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's wood jutsu, but I could be wrong. Please don't. Uh, it's it's, please don't. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's probably like skin and nasty shit. Yeah, please don't bully us in the comments. It's been years since <laughs> we've read. <laughs> you, you, you fucking dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you you don't remember this intense alien lore that Kishimo decided to shove in the last 30 chapters? Josh, you're a dumbass, and Chris, don't enable the bullshit. That's not Senju. That's weirdo arm. Yeah. It's it's just special, weird, gooey arm jutsu. Ew. Uh, So, yeah, uh, Boruto's just been... Not at our tangents, then. Yeah, Boruto's just been (laughs) eviscerated. Uh, everybody is just like, whoa. Gaping hole in his uh, stomach. Yeah, and he falls to the ground, I guess dying. Uh, I guess this is the end of the Boruto series. Uh, let's give him one of these. And, uh, this was a good final chapter of Boruto. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it. It's like, all right, now we're on Naruto. What, we're what on was the last chapter? Kawaki Naruto Next Generations. Again. <laughs> Now he did a time skip. Oh, yeah. Boruto's not dead. He's still... Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is not the end of Boruto. Okay, so whatever. Let's throw it into uh, thoughts, because that's the end of the chapter. It was a big old action chapter uh, with the death of Boruto for as as much as we know. So, Josh, what did you think about this chapter? How do I... What did I think? Raise your hand if you think Boruto is dead. Okay, raise, raise your hand, hand if you for real, seriously, <laughs> actually think 100% no. is dead. Oh, imagine next week. I can't see Brian, and you guys can't see Brian, but I can guarantee you that he's not raising his hand. Brian, are you raising your hand? No, he's not. I raised my hand the first time. But for I real. But on the for real, he's like... real, 100% yeah. actually dead uh, ass. On right. the pinky promise, this is our real thoughts one. Did you raise your hand? <laughs> No, I didn't raise my hand. Damn, good. We kept the okay. we kept the brotherly bond, all three of us, and told the truth. Um, but yeah, go on with your thoughts, Josh. What did you think, bro? I don't even know what the fuck I was trying to say. This shit was uh, really. Oh, we thought he's dead. 
I don't know. I ain't, ain't much happened. I mean, I guess I'm happy that Shukamaru and Naruto still alive. <laughs> That's like my biggest takeaway. Oh, but you know, when I said the foreshadowing at the beginning, I mean, clearly that's what this chapter is about. Because we remember how the series began with these two looking at each other and capital (laughs) E-D-G-E when it began. And come on, we know that's obviously that's going to happen at some point. And this is just a prelude to that. Yeah. Borso is going to wake up and he's either going to have a real big attitude with Kawaki and, and, and company. Or he's not going to be himself. Oh, who knows, bro? I don't really have to fucking... Who knows? Those are all my thoughts. I don't know. I'm looking through these pages. Is something cool happening? Not really. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't mean to, like, something interesting to really break down and unpack. Not really. Yeah. Um, Rocky got real strong out of nowhere. But, I mean, that's how that stuff works. I mean, you know, that was built up with him, to be fair. Like they 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 mentioned that he had the karma and they were trying to unlock it again. Yeah, I'm not chagrined by that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I am curious, and I hope one of you guys know what the they talked about there being an alternate plan where, like, if the med situation doesn't work out, I believe that they would try to reincarnate Boruto or Kawaki, one or the other. Oh yeah, through no, yeah, I remember karma, something like that, which. I remember them mentioning it, and it still didn't. It still wasn't crystal clear to me. I I remember it. Oh, sorry, Brian. Go for it. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Essentially, they're trying to get Code's body so that they can use him as like a as a double body for um, Boruto. I believe. Right. Right. Yeah, I remember that where they were like, in like a, a move to get the karma out of Boruto would be to have him reincarnate through Code's body. If that if if we're correct, again, don't bully us in the comments if we're not right. Uh, But that's I do remember that way as well. Um, But yeah, I don't know Um, if if that was all your thoughts, Josh. uh, Yeah, I'll throw it to Brian. What did you think, Brian? Um, I hope to God that this is setting up the the Boruto theory that everybody's been talking about since the beginning which is that boruto is actually the villain of the series like instead of kawaki like kawaki is actually the naruto kind of character in this series and um that scene in the beginning is boruto possessed by ishiki i think that would that would make this series so much more interesting because they've already showed that Boruto is like a mirrored version of Sasuke and they showed that um, Kawaki has like a um, a connection with Naruto more so than Boruto does. So I think it would be really interesting to see them kind of mirrored in a, in a different style of series. Kind of like, you know, what if Sasuke was actually possessed by Orochimaru this time? You know, like that's kind mm-hmm. of what it feels like. And um, I feel like Borto has so much potential to do diff- something different, but following the same skeleton of, of Naruto, you know? Yeah. No, I, I do know, and I do think that would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, that makes a lot of sense, and that's why a lot of people subscribe to the theory that, like, at the end of the, like, that beginning is misleading and Boruto is actually the villain, whereas uh, Kawaki is... Uh, trying to save the village. Um, right. 
And um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 that was what I thought when this happened. I was like, I feel like, Bor- at the very least, Momoshiki is gonna wake up with m- more control over Boruto than he had before as a result of this. If Boruto's consciousness comes back, it'll be in a lesser sense, and Momoshiki will have an easier time taking over as the series progresses. That's what I think. But yeah, I also think that that's what this is leading to. Um, it's interesting. I, I also really like this chapter. Um, I thought the action was cool. Um, yeah. I like Ishiki's. It was, it was fun. It was, it was a fun read. Yeah, yeah. And I, I also really like this ending because uh, I was like, I know, like, I'm not really fooled that Boruto's dead or, or Momoshiki's dead, but when I saw this, I was like, whoa. He just killed this guy. Damn. How's he going to come back from this? It was also brutal. You know, like, he's just like, multiple tendrils are coming out of him. Um, I wasn't, I'm not fooled. I promise. My first initial thought was like, oh my God, Boruto's dead. I was like, just for a millisecond, my, the- my like gut reaction was like, damn, he's gone. Um, it's like that. But then I was like, it's Boruto. He's not going to die. But, um, uh-huh. Yeah, I definitely think this is uh, interesting. This is all just like such new territory that it's hard to predict either way. But I definitely do think that trying to build up with, you know, the uh, Boruto being the villain of the series, shock, shock after shock horror. Um, but yeah, solid chapter all around. I didn't have any problems with it at all. Had a good time reading it. Um, do you guys have any final closing statements before we progress onward? Nope. No. Then let us progress onward. Dragon Ball Super. This is Dragon Ball. I'll be honest. I completely forgot about Dragon Ball Super. (laughs) I read it, but I completely forgot about it. Well, guess what, Brian? I'm about to remind you of what this epic battle was. (laughs) Uh, Toyotaru. Toyotaru. This is uh, Dragon Ball Super Chapter 80, Gas versus Granola Part 2. And uh, last we left off, it was... Pretty much just a big old action chapter where Granola was taking on gas. And uh, <laughs> I just, uh, uh, and that's basically what continues to happen. Uh, big old fighty fight. It's cool. It's Dragon Ball Z battle. Uh, but he does the Iron Man land. He fucking probably yeah. creates a fissure on the earth. Yeah. Or whatever planet they're on. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does the big Iron Man yeah. entrance. Uh, you know, they're punching, kicking, punching, kicking, blasties. Blasties galore <laughs> everywhere. And um, the real, I guess, meat of the chapter is that apparently, like, uh, Ga- Granola can do real shadow clones now, as opposed to just, like, the little illusions. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Pretty cool. He lands a good blow on Gas, and um, that's when the other heaters pull up and is like, what's wrong, Gas? This isn't like you. Oh, wait. We <laughs> forgot to do your whole final form thing. <laughs> you have another form. You're not the strongest yet, even though I wished it. There's another form on top of it that makes you even stronger than the strongest thing in the universe. And then he yanks the little um, tooth necklace off of his forehead that he wears off on his forehead. And that just brings Gas into berserker mode. Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan style. Yeah, right. Is that what? Is that what? I, yeah, you know, I'm not, I've never seen a Broly movie, so like, I'm guessing this is what it's like. Wait, what? You never seen a Broly movie? Never, bro. Mm. Never. Mm. I seen the cooler fight though. I seen that movie. That shit was crazy. That was pretty good. Mm. 
Tim Allen was in camp, and I was like ten. You have to see the at least like the new Broly movie. That shit was fire. yeah, I know that shit was fire. You know, you know what's st- all right. So, um, the Hulk and Broly had a death battle, and I felt some kind of way. <laughs> oh my god! I did what I usually do and and decided to just shut sit. myself out from what I don't like. <laughs> you just sit there in your hurt feelings. <laughs> Mm, I agree with this. <laughs> yeah. That is not how I would have chosen this. Yeah, and I don't want to be shown why it works. So I'll just be mad and not <laughs> be ignorant. <laughs> I'm going to watch it eventually. I will not. Where can I watch it on? I Do I have to have fucking, what's it called? Uh, uh, Tokyo box? Uh, sushi no. box? <laughs> sushi roll? Crunchy what's roll? it called again? <laughs> Crunchy roll? No. How do you watch My Hero Academia? Hulu. I don't think it's on Hulu. I got HBO Max too. I don't think it's on HBO Max. We'll find a way. Is it Jujutsu Kaisen on HBO Max? It is on HBO Max. That's how I watch it. No commercials. No commercials. Fuck Hulu. (laughs) Um, No, I'm not upgrading. Unless you're sending me funds to do it. (laughs) Unless you pay me to pay you to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, he goes into his berserker form, which is really he just gets bigger and also teeth grow out of his head. Um, <laughs> gets reverse reverse horn. I don't even know how to reverse tusk. Yeah, he gets reverse tusk instead of coming from his jaw. They're coming from his. I mean, jaw. I wonder if Toriyama. I don't know. Like, you ever think some of these people just look at what they made and they're like, "Yeah, this is stupid," but hey. Hey, look, I mean, dope. I was thinking this. Uh, Gas's design is all kinds of. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> I, I mean, not to spoil it a little bit uh, by a few chapters, but this isn't technically his final no, form. So his... I guess he didn't really put too much focus on it for that reason. Yeah, but I guess it's not really an excuse for him not to. I'm just trying to say I understand. So I guess yes, that is an excuse. It's just like a funny combination of attributes to this design where he's got dreads, tusks, dreads. pretty cool tusks. Yeah, no nose, sharp. Oh, teeth. is that so? He has like is nostrils. So? He has like Voldemort nostrils. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Voldemort nose. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he's just out. strong now. Uh, he burst out of his clothes except for his <laughs> stronger now. Yeah, he's just strong. <laughs> he just looks buffer now. Uh, I mean, he's essentially Broly at this moment, right? I mean, strongest fighter in the universe, and he looks like that. Yeah. So and pointy ears. He has that as well. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of going. But anyway, he just starts. I don't know, man. He, Laying the fucking hurts on Granola. He is not having a good time. Oh, um, all heaters have triangle ears, I think. Yeah, they're all they all have pointy ears. Um, yeah, but it's just an addition uh, to the uh, overall shit of his design. Um, so yeah, he's just going berserk and like laying it down. He, he Vegeta can't go an arc without being absolutely humiliated at least once. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Comey, Comey came to set it on Vegeta for no reason. <laughs> he could have chose any of them three. Maybe because, oh, theory time. Mm-hmm. Theory time, master class. 
All right. Vegeta is the strongest one out of those three. Mm. That's why he chose Vegeta out of them three and ignored Goku. Goku can't believe it. <laughs> Goku's like, how dare you? Huh? Don't you know he I'm did- right here? And I always like to fight? <laughs> I'm, I'm the... What? Yeah, I he screamed Vegeta, but not because he's oh well. Yeah, I think he's worried about Vegeta. He's <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh my god, my friend is in danger again. But why won't he fight me? Fight <laughs> me instead. Yo, he kicked Vegeta, he, and he keeps like laying on the punches on Vegeta. He keeps like yeah, yo, know, fucking him up. Who's <laughs> who? He needed that sensu bean, yo. They hurt. They hurt. Yeah. They yeah, are. for sure. Um, I remember. They, they already fought, so that's... It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, no sense to being this time. We get it. Fine. Um, Goku comes in trying to... Trying to save Vegeta, but also kind of stoked. I know he's like... Ex- <laughs> I know he's excited deep down. I know he's like, yes. He's stoked. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit like... <laughs> Yes, he started problems with us. Now I can do something. Uh, he comes in, gives uh, him a gr- big old punch, and Gas actually gets flashbacks to Bardock and losing to Bardock. Uh, right. He actually runs away. He goes, ha! I think he falls back from... Yeah, and goes like this. He goes, goes on all fours and puts his hand. Damn, Bardock. Dominated. Not, it's not fetal position, but damn near. Bow, bow, bow. I think he's so bulky that he couldn't get into a fetal position if he wanted to. Kind of like how bodybuilders <laughs> can't really wipe yeah. their ass comfortably or whatever. You're right. <laughs> yeah, this is the most. This is the most fetal position he can get into. It's like yeah, the, easy, yeah, the, yeah, the most weakling, vulnerable position he could. <laughs> My abs are getting in the way. Fold into. My abs are getting in the way of my cowering. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Alec is just in the background like, go on, Gas. Remember, you swore never to lose again, right? And then I guess... My sorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After that, he was like, I will never lose again, Alec. Uh, and I guess, I like, that memory just unlocks his desire to win more. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I got to focus up. I got to stop wiling out. And then he just like shrinks down into his, I guess, real final form. Yes. That it has a nose now. And he still has the tusk, but he's not mad big and beastly like Brawly's. Still the same, just he's got tusk now. tusks on his reverse tusks. Yeah, his temple teeth, as I like to call them. <laughs> temple teeth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh. That's that's yeah. That's his name, Temple Teeth. Oh yeah, good old Temple Teeth gas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically, Alec is like, yes. There you go. <laughs> now you're gonna fuck him up good, huh? <laughs> he is. <laughs> he, he, you know how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, you know, Vegeta's definitely gonna get his ass beat. Oh again. my <laughs> god, Vegeta saw a man turn into a different form and got flashbacks to Cell. He's like. Uh. Oh, this usually doesn't work out well for me. <laughs> right, because remember he achieved the Super Saiyan and thought he was hot shit just to get beat up. <laughs> he beat up by Cell. He's like, this oh. is a Super Saiyan 2? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
No way! As he gets his hat beat. <laughs> oh Poor Vegeta. God. Yeah. Uh, rip to Vegeta. Roll up Vegeta, Vegeta. <laughs> Vegeta, Vegeta. You know why? He's cursed because of what he did to Nappa. Yeah. This is he all karma. Like that nigga. <laughs> this is long. Oh, this is just like continuing eternal karma for Vegeta. Yes. Are we the first people to, to point that out? Could not. There's no way. It, it sucks because like Nappa was not a good person. But sure, he, but that was his man. Yeah, but the universe and decided to. He was 100% to loyal to him. Yeah, he's like, you killed that your bro. Right there. You, you know what I'm saying? That's. Yeah. So, that's gold, bro. That's, that's worth his weight in gold. And he threw that up. He threw that. That that goes into the sky and blew that shit up with a Kai Blast. Yeah, Kai Blast. Yeah, that's what they called it back then. Now it's just beams. I don't know. I, they still call it Kai Blast. Oh, okay, okay. Well, the chapter ends with Alec just being like, go on, gas. Eliminate all those who stand in our way. And he just nods like, bet. Can't speak anymore because I'm holding it down. Yeah, because I'm... It really hurt. <laughs> I am I am strong and unbothered now. This is my strong and unbothered form. Right, because he was a little expressive before. A little bit. I've become stronger, now? so now I don't talk as much. Yes. Mm. Yes. No serious time. Mm. We get it. <laughs> That's where this chapter ends, by the way. Um Josh, what did you think about this chapter of Dragon Ball Super? <laughs> Um, for what it's worth, <laughs> I had a lot more fun with it than Boruto, because they both kind of measure up in a way where it's like, you know, more of a fight. Um, Boruto had a harder drop because, uh, Boruto died, mm. quote unquote. No, he's But dead. no, this was, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, he died. I just enjoyed, I don't know how else to say it, but. But I enjoyed this chapter more. Um, I wanna. I'm curious. You know. All right. I'll say what I've been thinking about. Um, I wonder what Bardock did to him before. Like I, I, I want to believe he did more than just beat him up. Because I think Gas had him on the ropes. Yeah. You know. I, I believe that's what this dude said. And then he said he changed it. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go back to that on page because he does mention it in this chapter. I'm curious. Do you guys have any ideas? Any thoughts about that? Yeah, Brian, what did you think about this chapter? <laughs> um, I felt like the Broly form thing was really corny, but <laughs> everything else was pretty fun. You I guys guess. are unforgiving. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt really fucking random. Like, just out of, like, it was like an ass pull fucking anger form. Yeah. Like, oh, look at him. He's angry. Now he's gonna beat you all up. Yeah. Um, it was kind of boring a little bit when it came to that, but everything else was pretty fun. Um, I like that. Um, he went after Vegeta first for some reason. That was funny. Just out of nowhere, he just <laughs> you're muted, Josh. Yeah, we didn't hear you, Josh. You were muted. <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't want to cough on the mic. Um. Pause. Um, <laughs> you didn't hear my theory about why Vegeta was chosen? Yeah, yeah, of course. It, I right. think it was funny. Do you not subscribe to the theory? I think it would be great if that was the case, but 
don't know. It looks like they're setting up Goku for another dub, to be honest. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Not a... It looks yeah. like they're setting up Goku yeah. for another dub. Yeah. All because his dad. All yeah. because his dad whooped this dude's... Molly whooped this dude's ass. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in the next arc. Maybe in the next arc. When he masters destruction. Yo, Josh, that's mad hopeful of you to say that Goku's not going to get the W for the team this time. <laughs> no, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm saying maybe next time for Vegeta when he matches. Oh, uh, man, we say that all the time. We yeah, thought, I know, but I mean, what else can I say? <laughs> yo, Vegeta became a literal god for 15 minutes and still got his ass fucking handed to him. Uh, it's unfair. We're getting this story out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be fair. To be fair, Vegeta did put in more work against uh, against Granola than Goku did. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I'd used the slumber yeah. thing when he and came. He put way more work in. Yeah, I don't know. For me, this chapter was fine. I I'm pretty much per- exactly in line with what Brian said. Uh, I'm like, yeah, the, the Broly thing with the big berserker. I'm also like, why why does he have to have another form? He just wished to be. That's why it feels like an ass pole thing, where like you already wish for him to be the strongest. What more? No, he. All right, right. okay. See, I thought you were being facetious before, but come on, he. That doesn't change the fact that he's still the strongest. He just still has that condition, you know. Yeah. And he did always have that necklace from the beginning. Yeah, but they didn't really mention anything about it. It was just part of his character design to me. I wasn't like he's really holding something back. I mean, hey, listen. I feel you on that. I didn't, I didn't have any suspicion that that had anything to do with there being a limiter on his power. I mean, for, for for all of that, I mean, they made him tall with the wish. And it should have been the other way around. He should have just been stronger, small, and then they took the necklace off. And instead of him turning into a beastie animal, he turned into this tall version. This like a full, complete heater, you know? Yeah. That would have made more sense aesthetically, in my opinion. But... I'm not a mangaka, so I'm not... You know that Toriyama... What? You know that Toriyama doesn't like his villains to stay small, you know? Like, Frieza was small, then he turned a little bit taller. Like, he just doesn't like short villains. That is an interesting uh, analysis. Frieza was a short king. Even in in his final form, he was a little short king. Yeah, but he wasn't as small as his first form. No, his second form was bigger his than his third form. His second and third form were big. It was more refined. He did, he did that same thing here. Yeah, I don't know. All I'm saying is he could have he remained short and just really strong because we barely yeah. seen him fight. That was the thing. We barely seen him fight a lot already. So it would have been cool to see him in that smaller form. And then, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, because he was hot shit in his small form, too. Like... They were, and and we didn't get to see him actually, like you know, do his thing in his regular form, which would have been cool to see. The progression of it is weird, and I think that's what's rubbing you the wrong way, Chris. And I do agree with you, yeah. Even though I, I'm not as bothered by it, I guess I'm um, not like bothered so by it. It is, I, I guess, progressed it better aesthetically, Toriyama. Yeah, and I'm... and the guy I said at the beginning, and I forgot his name already, Toriyataru. Toriyataru. Yeah, no. What I, I guess, like, I'm, I'm only saying this if I had to say anything about this chapter. It would be that, that, that was weird. But um, it, it's, it is also interesting when he was in his berserker form, nobody could stop him. So why even like turn him back? He was just gonna kill everyone. 
Like it's not. I like, mean, he, you could argue that he's. They're gonna show exactly how he's strong. I mean, he's probably gonna have the same strength just with being able to think properly. Yeah. Ah, whatever. Maybe I'm nitpicking. Um, a little I feel bit. you. I'm not mad. I just. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess now it's my turn to play devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't like it, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I do not care for defending mid ass stories. Mm, that's fair. Mama, my mid. Mama, my mid. Anyway. That at RGC. What are you talking about, Brian? Oh my god, Yo. Brian. You, Man. Yo. you almost popped a blood vessel in both me and Josh's skulls. Yo. Are you trying to assassinate? Are you trying to assassinate us? Brian, you're acting like we didn't have just like a hard ass week already. <laughs> like we didn't just work all week, but all three of us. Why are you, you doing go this? Some shit too. Is that your catharsis, Brian? <laughs> just taking out your frustrations on us? How dare you, bro? I trusted funny. you. That was funny. Mm. That made my whole week. Mm. <laughs> Now we can never trust you again. <laughs> That's why we're not doing no monthly RGCs, right? Hey, you know what? Yeah. Let's remove the disrespect out of the equation <laughs> for what is objectively always superior. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess that's it, right? That's it for Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for it listening. Was fun. I, I, it was my second favorite of the week. Boruto was cool, too, though. Really? That was your second favorite? Yeah, Dragon I um reading it it was cool. I, yeah, cuz you know I don't <laughs> I hate to say it, but I don't really care about the story of Boruto. I don't care about it until they give me little reasons to. That's how it is. I'm not super invested. Same hmm. way with Dragon Ball. I'm just not I'm here for the ride. I said that with Black Clover last time and it applies, but it it doubly applies to these series. I'm just here to watch some, some, some read some cool action and see what happens mm. with some of my childhood series and characters I grew up with. That's fair. Well, I guess that's it then. Um, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, very much appreciated. That has been our show. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore thirty seven on uh, Instagram and NY Chillin on Twitter. You can follow Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also on uh, Twitch.tv slash It's Punchline. If you ever want to watch him play video games, video games. Uh, Email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, uh, or comment. Comment below on whatever video you're watching, whether it's the uh, highlights that we put up for you guys or the full version of the episode. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on all the chapters on the show, whatever you got. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all of the things that you do for YouTubers that you like, and uh, let people know that we exist and uh, share the show. It'll be super cool. Uh, you can f- also subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there, uh, so check us out. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all. Thank you guys so much for listening again. We'll see you soon. Uh, probably Tuesday for the weekly episodes. Uh, but in any case, thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out.